0: Hello everyone and welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host Miodrag Milenkovic. Uh, Alright, if you're a first time listener, I want to qu- take a quick time and tell you that I'm releasing new interviews with 6, 7 and 8 figure earners, marketers, affiliate marketers and online entrepreneurs where I dive deep into their mindset, uh, strategies, tips, and tactics that they're using to reap their enormous success. And I'm also doing a solo cast episodes every Tuesday, where I'm sharing my journey, what I learned, what worked for me, what hasn't, and all those fun stuff. So if you're someone who wants to improve his marketing, if you're someone who wants to start earning money with affiliate marketing, I would definitely invite you to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Now, I want to share two quick things with you. First, I already said it in the episode, but I want to repeat it as a big thanks to uh, our today's guest. Uh, His name is Dan uh, McCabe, and I want to thank him because he... He did what I guess not a lot of people would do. Uh, we already recorded the episode last Friday, but uh, there were some Zoom issues, updates and stuff. So uh, long story short, the, the recording wasn't converted and I don't have that episode. Anyway, Dan agreed with me to record the interview again and I want to thank him and acknowledge him one more time uh so like 10 is extremely successful online entrepreneur uh network marketer actually yes that's the first time we have network marketer here if you don't count steve larson and uh, he's also big in the real estate business like he had a lot of success with it Uh, but we dove into a lot of topics some of which are like the differences between Affiliate marketing and network marketing: uh, pros and cons of both. What should you be doing on your journey? Uh, and like, it's one of the better value-equipped interviews for sure I've had, and I I enjoyed talking to Dan. So I'm sure you will have a lot of value. Also, uh, there there won't be a music in this podcast simply because I wanna give a tribute. To my grandma. Uh, she passed away this Sunday, a couple of days ago. And it's been a hard time for all of us. Uh, so this, I want, I guess I want to attribute this episode to her. And yeah, I won't nag you with this. Uh, I hope you will have a lot of value and enjoy the interview. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milankovic. I want to take a little second and I want to give a big thanks to my today's guest because you don't know about this, but we actually already recorded the episode. Everything was done. It was an awesome episode. However, there were some Zoom issues and I don't have the recordings. So I asked him to come again. And here we are. Then, thank you so much for coming again, man. I really appreciate you your time and coming back with me. No problem, man.
1: Thanks for thanks for having me. And it's uh it's too bad. I understand the issues. We've had those issues before, but um, it is what it is. And um, I like talking about this stuff, so I'm more than happy to be back.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess that's the silver lining. We get to talk Correct. about this again. we so... do it better. yeah i guess we can even improve so basically i guess you will have to introduce yourself again to the audience and tell us why did you why did you choose to work online and to work on what you are working on now
1: sure yeah i will um yeah we've been having some fun discussions about this and i guess the fun thing about doing this a second time over and i don't have a problem doing it i actually have had this issue before once upon a time i was interviewing uh, Steven Larson, who, you know, part of the ClickFunnels community in my on my podcast. And he actually, like, we got, like, halfway through the interview, and I had this, like, oh, crap moment. And I looked down, and I had him pressed record. So, <laughs> like, so all of a sudden, like, he's just, like, rolling, you know, blah, you know, just give like, spitting all kinds of fire, like, all kinds of knowledge. And I'm like, whoa, sorry, can you stop <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you repeat it? Oh.
1: <laughs> can you, so I, yeah, so that's way more embarrassing than you having a tech issue with Zoom. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump into my story again here quick for you. I mean, I mean, if I go way, way back, and this will be quick, I promise, even though I'm going back 20 plus years here, I can tell it in a couple minutes. But yeah, I started as an entrepreneur when I was like 16, just like a lot of kids trading sports cards, baseball cards, and we, you know we would take it to another level. And we were doing baseball card shows and things like that. By the time I was uh, senior in high school, I had gone to a party. So this is how I got my start in entrepreneurship and in real estate at the time. But I went to a party and I found out that you know my friend was living there. He was renting a room in a house from another friend who bought the house and rented out the rooms and therefore was getting the entire mortgage paid for by the renters. And I was like, this epiphany moment. I'm like, I I want to do that. Like, I'm going to college next year. I don't want to pay rent. I want to be the guy that owns the house, collects rent from everybody else, and I get to have the biggest bedroom, the private bathroom, and the only space in the garage. And I was able to pull that off. I was really fortunate. I had pretty supportive parents. My parents were pretty well broke my entire life, um, but they just so happened to... Um, make a little bit of money, my senior year of high school. So they, we had enough for them to help me qualify for a loan and mortgage to purchase a house. And from there, I just kind of continued on that journey. I got my degree in real estate and finance. It was a four year bachelor of science degree, immediately jumped into real estate, learned all things real estate, owned a real estate brokerage. Uh, We fixed and flipped hundreds of houses, um, started building houses, doing all kinds of development. Um, but we had, we, you know, we weren't without issues along the journey. And I think that's what kind of led me into this online space. And I think I was always kind of toe dipping. I was a serial entrepreneur from the beginning, but around 2007, 2008, um, when the market was crashing here in the U S um, we were doing all these real estate things, but it was getting harder. It was a lot more work for a lot less money. We need to supplement our income. And that's when I started exploring other options. I got into network marketing because there was a product that happened to um, match very well with our real estate business. It was a uh, real estate related product um, around the mortgage industry as a software product. We got into that. We did super well in, in the industry of network marketing with that product. The problem was is that company didn't have very good leadership and they ended up going out of business, which that was kind of a kick in the teeth. But along that same, path. That's when we got into the internet marketing side of things. And slowly for that 10 years, you know, 2008 to 2018, I kind of, I was still doing a lot of real estate, but we were also entering the online education space and the seminar business, um, doing, you know, big live seminars, selling real estate coaching, training programs, got really into the internet marketing side of things. And we were doing that along with running our real estate businesses. Um, until I would say about 2015, 2016, I kind of hit, I hit just a really sour patch in real estate. And it wasn't so much, you know, our deals, the the things we were doing, my part of the business was okay, but we had somebody who stole a lot of money from us. Um, an employee who stole a lot of money from us. And, um, this, this story is crazy. Um, I feel like I should tell your audience just for fun here. Sorry, it won't take long. Am I okay to yeah, tell a short sure. story?
0: Sure, sure. Go go for it. Yeah.
1: So this guy, he he was running a lot of our real estate projects at the time. And he came into the office one day and told us he had cancer. And we are like, man, you have cancer. That's horrible. And you know, we felt bad for him. I, I knew his daughter. She was in the office sometimes. I felt bad for his daughter. He was a single dad. And so we even gave him an extra paycheck. And said, like, all right, go, you know, we'll take care of things here while well, you need to go and start your treatments. We figured it was gonna be like four to six weeks and we'd reevaluate. Anyways, it was very quickly after he was gone and had taken his extra paycheck that we realized that things were kind of a amiss. We had money stolen from the accounts, things on the projects weren't done, and all of a sudden, like all this stuff came to light. Like his house of cards started crumbling. And so we're trying to get a hold of him, trying to get a hold of him, can't get a hold of him. Finally, one day, like I text him and say, Hey, we're going to send a private investigator to go find you because we, at least if nothing else, I'd I'd already resigned myself to the money's gone. The money's just gone. We'll figure it out. You know, whatever. I'm not going to get it back from somebody who's broke. And so, but I need my stuff. He had stuff of ours, like contracts and checks and just things that we needed. And so I sent him a message about the private investigator. He got back to a meet got back to me immediately. And he ended up bringing the stuff back to me the next day. And then like three, four weeks later, I get a call from the police department asking if I knew that guy. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen him in a while They're like, Does he work for you? I'm like, well, I never fired him and he never quit. So I don't know, but he disappeared. And, you know, he did all these things. I'm like, what did he do? Turns out that the day before I texted him saying I was going to send a private investigator after him, he had robbed a bank. Like this is a real life story. You can't make this crap up. Wow. So this is why we do this interview a second time because I dove into this story and this is just a funny story or fun story, I guess. I don't know if it's funny. It sucked. <laughs> um, but that was the point it, right around that time frame, I think it was 2015 when all that happened and went down, I got reintroduced again to network marketing. I'd been out of it for a while and I just, I needed a change of pace. And that was that was like, it it all happened like the same month where somebody brought it to me. And I was like, you know what, let's just do it because that's what, I was sick of real estate because that was my dry patch, like all that happened. When you do a lot of big real estate projects, like a lot of people think they wanna get into real estate and real estate investing. But if you get really big and you start doing a lot of it, you're always fighting people. You are It's like you wake up in the morning and you figure out which subcontractor am I going to argue with? Which client am I going to try to like calm down because they don't like the shade of blue they picked for their house? You know, it's just all these dumb things happen over and over again. And so when I jumped back into network marketing while we were still running our internet business, it was, it was a fun, happy place. Like all these dreamers, all these people that want to run the same direction. They want to build a home-based business. It was just a very positive world. And with my online background, we were just trying to figure out, like, I don't want to do all the crappy things that network marketers have to do. I don't want to sell my friends and family. I don't want to have to do the awkward, like, you know, team meetings every single week at the bar. And, over the hotel or the back conference room or whatever. So that's when we figured out how to build it online and just jumped into all of that. Now we spent the last few years (laughs) just kind of perfecting that model. Me and my business partner, my business partner is one of the biggest network marketing organizations in the world, knew nothing about online. And I was able to come in and bring that component for him. And yeah, it's just been fun. It's such a, such a more fun place to live. People ask me why I get into online and network marketing because it's more fun than doing other stuff.
0: Sorry, I yeah. rambled like crazy there. What do you got for me, mirror Drug? <laughs> oh, I got a lot. Like I already have around three questions, but uh, let's go with this one first. Uh, I was inspired by this by that story in terms of like people don't know what what waits for them on their entrepreneurial journey. And I've interviewed Melissa Ricker. Uh, she was like nuclear engineer before and like worked for NASA and whatnot had like big six figure paycheck I don't know and then she decided to leave her job and do entrep- entrepreneurial stuff and she was like it's the hardest journey I was in like I I was working for NASA and I don't know what I learned but like the that journey was super difficult and now what you have mentioned with your journey so What what do you think, like in your opinion, what it takes when someone comes online? Maybe they're not really prepared. They're like, oh, I want to make some additional income. But oftentimes it's that resistance that comes and they are like, okay, I won't do this. But what do you think one needs to have in order to persevere through that hardship and those like crazy, like your story was crazy, what happened, like some people would be like, screw this, I'm not dealing with that. Like, what, what do you think one needs to have in order to succeed, like, despite, despite those hardships?
1: Well, you gotta, have, you gotta have the desire to want it to happen, but you need to have a very clear vision of what you want your life to be. We talk about that all the time with our teams and the people we work with, it's just getting hyper clear on where you wanna go. And then the, the road bumps along the way don't seem to affect you quite as much and admittedly I, like i do think i'm a little bit of a freak of nature for having to go through some of that kind of stuff that we went through i mean i put myself through some ultimate pains along this journey as well but it i never it never deterred me it never made me think like hey it's time to go get a job it's time to go try and do something else like we always were able to take those failures or those hardships and You know, it sounds cliche, but to turn them into lessons, turn them into things that we do better the next time around. And that's just what you have to do. And you have to be able to continue powering through those. I mean, people as well, I I relate this story all the time back to the people that we work with. Um, It gets harder when we get older. You know, we fear the failure. We fear, you know, the repercussions more so than we did when we were younger. Last year, I was coaching my kid's 10-year-old baseball team. I just happened to notice this when we were hitting them ground balls. And, you know, the kids would miss a ground ball and they would get back in line and they would take another one. And I'm like, why can't we do that as grownups? Why can't we just miss and then go do it again? Because whether it's sales or entrepreneurship or anything that we're doing, we're going to suck it first. Like, we're always not going to be good at it. And eventually, and we need to take those lumps so we can get better. Those kids need to feel 10,000 ground balls. We can teach them with the exact right thing to do to feel the ground ball. I can tell you how to bend your knees, where your butt needs to sit, how flat your back needs to be, your hands need to be out in front of you, you know, and I can give you all the technical things you need to do to feel the ground ball. But until you take 10,000 of them, you're probably going to suck at it. And you're going to miss a bunch of them. But by that 10,000th ground ball, you're going to be getting better. And it's the same thing with business. And we just need to understand, like, we're going to fail consistently, especially when we do anything that involves sales, which is everything. And as we are failing through these things, we just need to keep doing it over and over and over again. And we need to have that 10-year-old resiliency to where we just keep doing it for, you know, just because we know that if we do it again, we're going to catch the next one
0: exactly secret is that there is no secret like you just need to do it and do it and it reminds me i talked to a friend of mine a uh, couple of days ago and she was like i get like pumped uh, and excited maybe she sees some video she she isn't still into anything online or anything she's still kind of wondering and she's like okay i see some inspirational video or i read something and i'm like oh i'm going to do it but then When I see what like where I am and where like how much I don't know, I give up. Like what advice would you give to that person who like like there is a huge gap, let's say you want to get into personal development and you see Tony Robbins and you're like, what am I gonna bring to the table when already there exists like a Tony Robbins or geniuses, marketing genius like Russell Brunson? Like what am I gonna do when I I know nothing like what should I do now? Like, what would you tell to that right. person? Yeah, I've got a good
1: answer to that. You said Tony Robbins and, and yeah, you think about that gap. I just remember the first story in Awaken the Giant Within and um, that was the first book of his that i ever read. And he's like, I knew I made it when I was in my helicopter and I see this big traffic jam and I'm like, man, I'm glad I don't have to be in that traffic jam. And then I realized that that traffic jam was people waiting to see me. And I'm just thinking to myself when I'm reading that book, I'm like, I would have realized I made it when I was at the helicopter dealership and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a helicopter. So at that point I'd be like, I think I'm doing okay. But, um, to answer your question is like, how do you get through that initial phase? My, um, I know we've talked about my partner here, um, Dr. Peach, but so he was, um, I'm going to relate his story because I think his story is more uh, relevant to your question, but he was a chiropractor. He owned the largest chiropractic clinic system um, in the state of Minnesota, here in the U S before he got into network marketing and building his business. And he looked at taking that journey, that experience that getting from point A to point B or point Z or whatever it is to get to that point that your friend sees. And he looked at that just like he went to chiropractic school. But when he was going to chiropractic school, he had to go for eight years. Had to do a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, sweat, late nights. Learn all this stuff. He left school two hundred thousand dollars in debt, and you know, and then he had to go open his practice, which put him further into debt, and he had to take out more loans to do that.
0: And And his mentality. What's that? Sorry to interrupt, and to add another learning curve. Like it's different when you know to to do the work, but when Mm -hmm. you have another like. To learn business, to learn marketing and sales on top of the stuff that he learned in school, like it's whole a, another thing to learn. And ed.
1: exactly, so exactly, exactly. So, you know, his mentality when when he decided when he was pursued to join a network marketing company. Um, you know, he was watching it. He understood the industry. He'd had a little bit of experience back while he was in college. And his mentality was if I put forth that same effort I put forth in order to get my job originally, to get my clinic originally, if I put forth that effort for three to four years and I can do something that can make me a lot more money and pay me continuously, residually over time, like he figured it would be worth it. So that's what he did. He went and build his, built his network marketing business, which is, it is literally now one of the largest in the world, over 250,000 customers, um, you know, makes seven figures annually, um, just in residual income. And he built that though, over a three-year period. He built that over just working in his spare time over three years, but he just did it. it it's not about jumping from like A to Z. It's about the steps that you take along the way. And you can never see the steps that you're taking day after day. I can't look back and tell you exactly how much improvement or progress I made since yesterday, but I can look back a year and be like, holy crap, I came a long ways. So it's more about just putting everything into perspective. Like your friend needs to put everything into perspective. Like you want the million dollar lifestyle, you want the opportunity to have financial and time freedom. It doesn't come overnight. It takes a little bit of time to build it, but if you do something that gives you the opportunity where if you're gonna work hard, cause you're gonna work hard anyways, you're gonna work hard to figure out your paycheck to paycheck to pay your bills. You're gonna work hard to build something that can pay you continuously over time. It's the same amount of work. You know, The people that have built something that pay them a passive residual income, something that comes in month after month, it's not that they had more hours every single day than the person that went to their regular job so they could cover their paycheck next week or cover their bills next week. So it's just flipping your perspective a little bit on what it, you know, what it actually takes and just understanding like, yeah, it is going to be hard up front, but, you know, there's proven paths. There are people that have created, you know, pretty good systems that can help regular people get through, you know, get through, you know, that journey. And it's, it's obtainable for just about anybody. I look at people on our team and you know, there's people that signed up recently. There's a professional football player that signed up the other day. We had an Olympic athlete sign up. And then I look at the bus driver who signed up eight years ago and now makes a million dollars a year. Like they come from all walks of life. So anyone can do it. It's that's the nice thing about, I mean, that's why I know we're talking about online marketing and affiliate marketing here, but that's, I mean, we we focus more on network marketing and how can you build online and through affiliate stuff. But that's the cool thing about that industry is it it brings in everybody. It's a new set of skills you have to learn, but it's a new set of skills for everybody, the chiropractor or the bus driver.
0: Exactly. Like that's, you mentioned one of the biggest lessons I took away from my podcast. Like initially when I was starting out, I didn't know what I'm going to do, how it's going to look like. I was like, let's do it. And like talking to people who are like six, seven, eight figure earners and you first you see that they are normal humans like the rest of us. They were just doing something that worked and all of them were lost, confused. And like it helps shift your mindset. Like if it's possible for them, like we are not different. Like that Tony Robbins and Russell... They just play on the next level by the things that I did every single day, day after day after day. And like you mentioned, like maybe I'm not much different than I was yesterday, but just when I look, I don't even have to look a Like Just to look six mm-hmm. months or even less, I can see that improvement because I put in like a certain things I do every day. And one of the main uh, mantras I have is to be better than I was to yesterday so i guess like living like that it really helps to grow and it helps get you to that point now you mentioned like network marketing this is primarily affiliate podcast but i like to spice things up and i we talked about it the last time but people unfortunately didn't get to hear it so let's let's go over it again like what do you think are the pros and cons of network marketing and what do you think are the pros and cons of affiliate marketing
1: yeah well you know i'm a. Uh... I know I can be a bit controversial in this area from time to time, but I believe that if you do affiliate marketing and you don't do network marketing, you're just doing it wrong. So I'll be, you know, pretty, pretty blunt with that piece of it. And I was telling you before during the pre-show here that, you know, we recently signed up somebody into our network marketing business. Who's a well-known affiliate marketer has 3 million people in their Facebook group, 10 million visitors to their websites. They're at the top level of five different network marketing companies, but nobody knows that they're in network marketing, but they just are. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're doing affiliate marketing or network marketing, it's about building your community, building a know, like, and trust factor that get people to buy from you. And whether it's affiliate marketing or network marketing, you're selling a product or commission. And that's all it is. And people, people get those things confused. Now, the pros with affiliate marketing is usually that commission is a little bit bigger up front because you don't have to pay a downline. So, I mean, the two industries, the two different theoretical specialties, they're really, really similar. Like the commissions are about the same. There's probably say a 45 to 50% commission that goes out on every product sale. As an affiliate marketer, you get to keep most of that for yourself, but that's it. As a network marketer, maybe you get to keep half of that and the other half goes towards an upline or people that you are building with or for because you're part of a team. Now the pro to network marketing, like in my opinion, I would rather have the network marketing commission. I'd rather have the smaller commission up front and have the opportunity to go help other people build a team because I can exponentially grow those commissions that are coming in. I can get more people working for me. Whereas with affiliate marketing, sometimes you might get paid up one level deep. You might get a 5% commission or a 10% commission and people that you bring in. And that's really, really hairy. A lot of affiliate marketing companies are doing away with that because, um, you know, they're, they, they kind of look like network marketing companies, which the reality is like network marketing is a heavily, heavily regulated industry and they don't want to be that regulated, you know, um, which, you know, you can look at a heavily regulated industry like network marketing as a pro or a con it's a pro because it's heavily regulated. Um, it's a con because yeah, it's regulated, But at the same time, affiliate marketing, it's a pro because it's not heavily regulated. But at the same time, shouldn't it have some regulation? Shouldn't we be a little more assured that the commissions are coming? Like, shouldn't somebody be governing all this chaos going on out there? So I just look at it like, you know, the biggest pro to affiliate marketing is faster cash. You know, but you don't get the ability to build that crazy gross residual income like my partner, Dr. Peach has built. Um, That's really hard to do in affiliate marketing compared to how he built it. I mean, right now he's got, you know, upwards of 250,000 customers in his organization. He's got 40 or 50,000 people that have been built into his downlines from work. He did, you know, 12, 13 years ago, over a three year time period, really most of that came from that. So he's got, 40, 50,000 representatives now going out selling product. And I guess, no, not all of them are going out and doing stuff. That'd be ridiculous. But he's got a fraction of those people going out and selling things every single day. And he makes money off of all their efforts. You know, what if, I mean, and I happen to know the numbers, but you know, let's imagine the numbers are really low. What if only 1% of those 50,000 people go do stuff? That's 500 people who are working his business full time for him every single day. That's him leveraging the time, talents, efforts, trust to 500 different people. You can't do that in affiliate marketing. So if you're building a community, regardless, you don't, people don't need to know you're in network marketing anymore, necessarily. You're still just offering a product, but you've also got the, you got the ability. If you work with, you know, like there's, there's other teams that do this, but I'm just going to talk about ours cause it's easier. Um, but like you work with a team like ours, like an affiliate comes in, like the one I was telling you about earlier, he's got 3 million people in their Facebook group. Nobody's ever going to know that they're on our team. They're going to put out some normal, like affiliate style campaigns, emails, mention things on their shows, whatever those people are going to come to us. We're the attractive characters for that. We just happen to have all those tracking links like normal affiliate stuff. We build their team for them so they can get paid. And then those new people that come in, go into all of our training platforms. So from our end, we need the ability to you know, show those people a good time and be able to like manage their teams for them. But there's no reason why, you know, I mean, she loves it because, you know, she's done it five other in five other companies. And now we're just building this one for all she has to do is send out some promotional emails. She'll spend, you know, who knows, say 10 hours this year on that business. Maybe if that doing some interviews for us or something like that. But beyond that, we just build it all for and we like it because we're network marketers. So I don't care if I make the sell directly to you or it's 10 levels down below me. We get paid the same within the comp plan that we have. So. So yeah. So I don't know, somewhere in there I think I answered something, but they they <laughs> both have their pros.
0: I but why why not
1: do them both? I
0: don't know. So <laughs> actually like this story kind of motivates me to maybe in a couple of months maybe start doing this. It's it does sound <laughs> It does sound interesting for sure. And we all love like one of the reasons why I came into affiliate marketing is the ability to have passive income. And it seems that it's possible even more with network marketing. Not seems like it is. So that's pretty good. Now, uh, I I was interested in like two things. One we covered last time, but like you mentioned This is like really important stuff. I I usually talk about this a lot about affiliate marketing, but you also said that it's true for network marketing as well. And that is the importance of building your community and of building no like and trust factors. So tell to listeners, whether they are affiliates or network marketers, like why is that important? And how can they go about it? Maybe the fastest way, even though there isn't like super shortcut, but in your opinion, what's the best and the fastest way to build your community and audience and why is it so important?
1: Yeah, I think... (laughs) I think um, it's kind of a two-part answer, I guess. So the no like, and trust fact, right? how do you, or How do you build a community? We're going to do that one first. So how do you build a community? The easiest way is to build a community around something that you can talk about, something that you enjoy and something you're passionate about. You know, if you start talking about something that you don't really know anything about, people see through that pretty quick. So I, I tell this story from time to time. Of a friend of mine built a community like a year ago. Um, around Peloton bikes. You know, just you know, those bikes, those workout bikes, and there's a community people do. But she built a Facebook group around that. And within months she had like all these people sharing in, had like five thousand people in this group, but she was the moderator of the group. Like it was her group. So she was the perceived expert in this group. So um, everybody came together and she had this community going around just talking about that. And through that, she gradually built, you know, a no like and trust factor around her authority within that. So it's to really to build that community initially doing it around something you're passionate about, I 100% believe in ultimately to sell something, you need to build that no like and trust factor on what it is you're selling as well. So within a Peloton bike community, I guess. And I don't, I never did really know what she was selling. I know they were selling like funnel services and things like that um, at the end of the day, but you could, it'd be pretty easy to start slipping in like a nutritional type program or something like that. It would be harder to get outside of that unless you somehow figured out to build no like and trust around a different field. So, um, say it's like travel because we work a lot in the travel space too. But, you know, the partnerships that you make at that point, start using those stories because they, they, they provide that credibility fast. You want to know, like, and trust fast, partner with somebody that already has it. Um, one of the things most internet marketers struggle with, and, you know, I was I was around the two CCX, the ClickFunnels communities, for a number of years and, like, hung out with a lot of people that spent tens of thousands of dollars to be coached through that platform. And the one thing that just about everybody had trouble with um, or just looked fake a lot of times was that they didn't have this proof of concept stories and testimonials from what it was that they were offering. And that made it really hard for them. And you need those when you're building know, like, and trust. And that's one of the great things about network marketing is that typically you're going to be able to borrow a story from somewhere until you have your own story. So, sorry, I guess there's, yeah, multiple ways I was trying to tackle that one. One is talk about stuff you like Two, partner with somebody that already has it. It's just easier. So it's, we did a lot in the network marketing space before and we were building info products and we were pretty good at internet marketing, but we didn't blow up until we partnered with Dr. Peach and the fact that he did eight figures in network marketing. When we brought that skill set there, it's just like, it made everything so much easier.
0: Yeah. Leverage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Okay. I know we are running out of time, but we tackle this one. And I think it's one of the most important things. Like I didn't know it was an issue in network marketing. It's definitely an issue in affiliate marketing, but you said last time that there is the same problem in network marketing. Uh, I call it over here, the affiliate paradox, meaning that uh, whenever I see someone teaching something in affiliate marketing, how people should do it, they like, Ninety percent of the things they teach the affiliate part of stuff and only ten percent marketing and I found that you actually need ninety percent to understand marketing and only ten percent is affiliate stuff like is it your product or someone else's doesn't make that much or it does make a difference but like the gap is much smaller and I think that people who are actually struggling are not lacking affiliate knowledge they are lacking Uh, marketing knowledge and i think something similar is with network marketing which they miss the part where it says marketing so this is the long way of asking uh like what are some core marketing principles both network and affiliate marketers should improve on like what are the mistakes you see that they are making in the industries and how how can they correct them
1: yeah, it's, well, I saw you mention it somewhere, maybe it was on one of your Facebook posts or something. I'll just refer back to what you said, but um, around building building your attractive character and creating that attraction to yourself, because that's that's what marketing really is, like getting people to want to be involved with you and what it is that you are doing. And that's going to be true in both both scenarios. Now, I believe fully that I can speak better to network marketing a lot of people and network marketing has its its hangups we have bad apples but so does every industry people that still teach it the old way everything is just go tell your friend and tell your friend and tell your friend you know people forget about the word marketing and network marketing but the real people that build that business they're marketers you know, like like the one person I was referring to that we just signed up with leadership in five different companies, like she made a comment like, my friends and family don't even know I'm in network marketing. My partner, Dr. Peach, like his business, 250,000 customers is not reliant on friends and family by any means. You learn how to market. And, um, you know, kind of the biggest thing with getting that marketing out there and, and either scenarios, you just, you got to paint that picture, paint that vision for people to want to be a part of it. So I don't think I'm answering your question directly as well as I should be here. Maybe you want to ask it
0: again. Uh, like you tackle the mistakes but and what mm-hmm. do you think like are maybe for one of two or two things like, okay, you said painting the picture, maybe something else that people should pay attention to. Uh, like what do you think they are lacking in their marketing?
1: Sure. Um, I think, well, what are people lacking in their marketing? You know, we spend a lot of time coming from a place of service, you know, how, how much can we serve other people and how much value can we provide throughout the entire process? I believe the more you can stack the value, the more you can create a unique value proposition that is just different than what anybody else is doing. Um, people, people are more apt to make that, purchase they're more apt to follow what it is that you're putting together like the programs that we're putting together right now like you and i were talking about this before we started recording here and i'm so geeked out about what it is that we are building right now because it completes this picture of this product that we wanted to put out there and now we like found its perfect spouse we're putting these two things together and i just know that we can Sell it like crazy. And it's, it's like, it's going to help a lot of people. I know we can sell it like crazy because it's going to help a lot of people and it's solving a lot of problems. And that's what makes me excited. And this and now I'm in this like cycle of, we get to go help a lot of people that makes me excited. When I'm excited, my belief goes up and my conviction goes up and my energy goes up and like, people get attracted to all of those things. The more value I can provide them, the more energy I can give them, the more excited they see I am, the bigger they see my vision is, those are the things that people want to show up and be a part of like within, I mean, it's easier for me to speak to network marketing, but I know the better I can cast that vision, the more people are going to want to be a part of it. And the bigger I can cast that vision, this is one of my favorite quotes I heard from a Ed Milette podcast a while back. Um, but the bigger I can cast that vision, um, the, the greater, well, how do you say it again? Um, You need to create a vision so big that everybody else can see their dreams within your vision. And that's where we're at right now. And that's what we're creating is we're creating something that we believe is going to be so big. And we just want to bring everybody else with us that when people understand that and see that they want to be a part of it. And that's what creates that attraction marketing. That's what gets people to say yes. I mean, you think about Russell and what he created with ClickFunnels. It's not about the software. That software is okay.
0: I just thought of Russell, as you said, it, and then you mentioned. Yeah.
1: He he built a community. He built a community, he cast the division of everything he's going to do. And, you know, when people showed up for that, people stuck around for that community more so than the software. So, you know, they stuck around for that community. Right. And, and a lot of us did. Um, So, you know, it's, that's what you need to bring to the table. It's you need to, you need to believe your stuff. You need to believe your stuff. You got to get excited about your stuff. If, somebody, if you're lacking something in your marketing, it's probably your own belief system. If you're <laughs> trying to trick somebody into a sell, you're going to fail.
0: So true. And I see these mistakes a lot, like both. I mean, I guess belief is not a mistake, but it's just lacking. And the mistake of just, oh, let me, let me pitch you this. So I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. And I agree about the movement, like with Russell, what he does. He made huge movement, and that's what brought so much money, much more than the software in and of itself. And I don't know, like you are into ClickFunnel community, maybe you've heard of Johnny Vest. He's big on organic affiliate marketing. Uh, maybe you heard his new software is called Legion. It helps with organic marketing. Doesn't matter, but he managed to. Like I saw what he did in this couple of months, and he did exactly that. Like he created a movement, and I see a lot of people with their, uh, what's it called, cover photos on their Facebook with Legion, and they they believe they see his vision, and they are like Mm -hmm. recruiting others for him because he did exactly what we were talking about, and that's because he understands, (laughs) he's a good marketer, that's it which nice. I can say for the Legion promoters. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways uh, I want to thank you again for your time, both times. And I want to ask you, where can people find you online? And we will have it in the show notes at affiliatejourneyco them.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I appreciate the time, man. I, I have fun talking about this stuff. So I have fun talking about this because I believe so much in what we're doing and I believe in the movement that we're creating. So anywhere I can share it, uh, I am happy to do so. So I appreciate you for having me on. Um, if anybody wants to find us, we, we used to have all this confusing stuff. We just keep it simple. Now you just go to all in networker.com and that's where we house everything. we got some free classes on there that people can check out, and if they want to check those out, I mean, that's where you can learn a lot more about what we do, how we build our businesses online. Also, you can learn about, um, Dr. Peach's story and what it was that he originally built. So there's a lot of cool resources there. Then we're constantly, constantly sticking more in there. So check that out. That's the easiest way. And, um, all of our social stuff's on there. So you'll find us if you want to find us.
0: You heard the man. And again, at the show notes at the slash dan. Pretty straightforward, uh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to follow them because you're going to miss out. Even if you're an affiliate, as you said, there isn't much of a difference between affiliates and network marketers. So maybe you want to dive into that world a bit more. And I know no better person than this man right here. Dan, thanks so much for your time again. And happy to talk to you anytime soon, man. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you goodbye everyone all right everyone thank you so much for sticking to the end i hope you enjoyed you got value uh go ahead and connect with dan uh, also you can connect with myself in my free facebook group called affiliate marketing elite it will be in the show notes with all the things that dan has mentioned at affiliatejourney.co slash dan and yeah don't forget to subscribe and also if you're listening on apple i would definitely appreciate if you were to leave a review it really helps a show grow so yeah uh it's been awesome and hope you enjoyed uh until next time cheers for your success